What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. We're joined now by Tim Redman, founder of 48 Hills. Tim Redman has been a political and investigative reporter in San Francisco for more than 30 years. He spent much of that time as executive editor of the Bay Guardian. Good morning, Tim. What's happening? Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm, do- I'm all right for a Wednesday. Uh, I've got yeah. a lot to cover with you and little time, so I want to drive uh, dive right in. So as we were just talking about with Jennifer, Breed doesn't want to fund the CART program, but boy, she's advocating giving the San Francisco Police Department even more money with the new three-year MOU. At first, we were told the number was $82 million, but lately revealed, really, it's upwards of $166 million. Break this debacle down for us, please. Yeah, okay. So, first of all, yes, the mayor has gone all in on the cops. She um, came forward just a few weeks ago asking for another $27 million for police overtime to put more officers on the streets in places like the Tenderloin that Jenny was just talking about, where police are not often the best response to situations. Um, and then she has negotiated, her office has negotiated a deal with the Police Officers Association for significant raises, benefits, bonuses, all sorts of other things. And she has been putting that forward. Literally, the mayor's office and the Department of Human Resources have been saying this is an $82 million deal over three years. And, you know, that's a big number. But when it came before the government audit committee, Supervisor Dean Preston actually pulled up the numbers and looked at them and said, actually, that's the price for the third year. But there's a first and a second year. And you put it all together and it's almost twice that. And Carol Eisen, the director of the Department of Human Resources, said, no, 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 this is just a semantic issue. When you actually look at it, it's $2 million. And then her assistant, her chief numbers guy, stands up and says, "Uh, actually, Supervisor Preston is right. (laughs) And this is twice as much as we have been putting out that it was. Um, So that's another you know, $166 million for the cops on top of the $27 million that they already got. Um, and, you know, it's it's a huge amount of money for, and a lot of it, as, as, as I'm really glad that you had uh, Jenny Friedenbach on before me, because a lot of this is going for things that the best response is often not a police officer response. Meanwhile, of course, we've got like, I don't have the number right in front of me, but there's like 150 cops who are sworn officers who are getting paid the very large salaries that cops get paid, um, who are not on the streets because they are not allowed to be interacting with civilians because of some prior disciplinary problems. So they're, you know, in the records room or somewhere else um, that a civilian could be doing their job while they're drawing a police salary. So this whole thing is kind of a mess. And the response that we're getting from the mayor's office is let's just do more of it. Meanwhile, here's another twist. Um, Yesterday, Supervisor Matt Dorsey suggested a city charter amendment to put in the city charter, our constitution, a mandate that we have 2,100 cops, which is 600 more than we have right now. And that would be a mandate, even if, let us hope in the future, San Francisco gets better at CART and other non-police alternatives to some street problems, that San Francisco gets better at alternatives to incarceration, that San Francisco stops needing as many cops as we have right now, we'd be stuck. 
We'd be paying for that many cops whether we need them or not. It would be a set aside for law enforcement, which has never happened before in the city. So this is the direction that we are seeing out of City Hall with actually remarkably little oversight. And Matt Dorsey, right, that was Breed's candidate to replace uh, outgoing supervisor Matt Haney, former uh, SFPD comms dude, right? Is that yeah. what we're talking about? He was, the, he, was the, he was the director of communications for the San Francisco Police Department. Yeah. Um, Tim, I think in light now, of all this money that Breed is trying to throw at, at SFPD that maybe we should just talk through a, a couple of things about the job that they're doing. I mean, we're talking about a police department whose response time to crisis has gotten longer and longer every year for the last decade. True? Yes, and the rate of unsolved homicides is very high. Now, let's remember, Kat, that when Chesa Boudin was district attorney, the police basically engaged in a work stoppage. They didn't call it a strike. They showed up for work, but they just stopped making arrests and they just stopped enforcing the law, in part because they wanted to make Chesa Boudin look bad. And they wanted to create the perception that, you know, the city is lawless and there's a crime wave. Literally, I heard stories of police officers when people would call and say somebody broke into my house or somebody did this or somebody stole my car. The cops would say, we, we're not going to even bother to make an arrest because the DA's office won't prosecute anyway. To try to, you know, the POA, of course, really, really didn't like Chesa Boudin because he was willing to prosecute cops for homicide. Um, so there was essentially a work stoppage there. And there, you know, with the new DA, who they like a lot better because she has dropped the homicide charges against a cop, um, they're, you know, they're, they're starting to go back to work somewhat. But there's just an awful lot of um, problems with response. Now, the... Um, but what the cops will tell you is, what the chief will tell you and what Supervisor Dorsey will tell you is, well, that's because we don't have enough cops. And if we had more cops, the response time would be faster. Um, I have not tracked that per officer over the last few years. Um, you know, the other thing that the, I mean, San Francisco has more police officers per capita than many comparable cities. And the cops will say, well, that's because we have a huge tourist economy. And there's a lot of people in San Francisco every day who are workers and tourists. Um, during the pandemic, of course, that dropped off radically, but we did not see increases in response time. So there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm not sure that throwing more money at it is going to make the problem any better. There's actually no data to suggest that it will, um, but that's that's a whole other segment. Uh, Tim, I, I only have a few minutes left with you. I want to hear your thoughts on the fact that, uh, pulling this straight out of 48 Hills page, Breed only two years ago talked about diverting $120 million away from police spending to invest in the black community. Clearly, that's not on the table anymore. She's, though, been silent, yeah, uh, in terms of her support for the Shema Watton's uh, San Francisco reparations plan. What's happening there? Well, it's so interesting. We, You know, I, I actually um, had a text conversation with Supervisor Walton yesterday, and he said he hasn't heard anything from the mayor's office at all. Zero. She hasn't taken a statement. So yesterday at question time at the Board of Supervisors, um, Supervisor Walton was scheduled to ask Mayor Breed in public about reparations. And a very weird thing happened. Um, just before the meeting, somebody vandalized the main fiber optic line that goes to City Hall from Comcast. And because the city now has taken the position that Board of Supervisors meetings have remote public comment, the public has to be able to watch this remotely online in order to comment. And the city attorney's office advised the board that because this line was vandalized, they could not have their meeting. So they had to 
So they had to halt the meeting and reschedule it for this morning at 9.30. All right. So I asked Supervisor Peskin, the president of the Board of Supervisors, will will the mayor be there to answer this question from Supervisor Walton? No, it turns out she has a scheduling conflict. So she will not be there this morning to answer that question. And because of the uh -huh. board's rules, it, it will not be asked again for another month. So we had a chance to find out, to put her on the spot in public and find out what she feels about the reparations plan. And Supervisor Walton, after the mayor put out her 27 million additional for the cops, he has asked for $50 million and a supplemental appropriation to fund the work of the reparations committee and to begin working on some of the recommendations of that committee. Now, remember this committee put forward, I think 111 recommendations, a lot of them, right? The only thing the media has focused on is this, you know, $5 million cash grant, which is only one, not a small piece, but only one piece of a much, much larger picture here. And Supervisor Walton wants to not only fund their continuing research, but get started on some of their other recommendations. Um, we do not know what the mayor is going to do about that supplemental appropriation. This would, you know, I was really looking forward to hearing her answer when Supervisor Walton asked, are you going to support this? What do you feel about the plans of the reparations task force? We will now have to wait another month for that unless she chooses to make a statement or answers press questions on this, which is thus far she has not. All right, Tim Redman, I got to leave it there, but we will definitely have you back. Thank you so much for your work and for coming on the show. Always happy to be on your show. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for inviting me. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.